Rooted revelation. Rooted revelation. You can't handle the truth. This is a conspiracy. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. It is November 29th, Wednesday, November 29th. So, it's another slow news day, as it has been since October 7th. There hasn't been a lot of other news because the Gaza-Hamas-Israel conflict has sucked up all the air in the newsroom. So, we're not getting much reporting on anything else besides Gaza and Hamas. Not even anything really on Ukraine, practically nothing. Well, last night, uh, Harry and I talked extensively about reports in Israel about uh, beheaded babies and babies in ovens and uh, my issues with those reports. And uh, Harry took me to task on those reports. So check out episode 62 of Tuesdays with Perry. Posted it this morning, actually, because we were at it uh, late last night. But today I want to talk about a couple of things. First, our federal government marijuana laws and gun purchases and gun ownership seem to be coming to a head. Now, there are some issues here uh, that I want to address. So, uh, it seems to be unconstitutional, but... These things certainly have to be addressed, and I don't know why the Democratic Party, now that, well, they've been in charge, why they haven't repealed federal marijuana laws, because most people, as you see in most states, are against it. I'm not saying that the states can't prohibit marijuana, but the federal government should take it off the Schedule One drugs, you know, the drugs under the Schedule One, first of all, for starters, but leave it up to the state. So if a state wants to criminalize marijuana, they certainly can, or decriminalize or legalize, uh, they should be able to do so. And I also wanna talk about the presidential debate schedule for 2024. Apparently they're not any scheduled, Um, but I'm gonna take task uh, with the debates themselves and what happened in 2020, which um, was one of the reasons Joe Biden got a got elected, or came into office, I should say. So I'm going to get into these and other headlines. But first, uh, don't forget to engage the channel. Uh, Like, share, follow, subscribe to the podcast. Leave a comment. Check out my other websites, libpop.org. Learn about libertarian populism. You can find the audio podcast on Substack. And uh, rudysrevelation.com. It just led me to believe that I just saw an article um, that I don't think I'm going to cover today, but there was an article, I think it was in the Atlantic, slamming Substack, calling it a, a, a Nazi. A Substack has a Nazi problem, apparently. Like any social media that is open for people to use, you're going to have some infiltration of ne'er-do-well groups, you know, groups that don't have popular opinions that are considered hate. Um, 
But you know, that's not, it's not a Nazi problem on Substack. But of course it is to the Atlantic because it's, <laughs> there are Nazis under the bed, there are Nazis everywhere. So I'll get into that as well. Um, so let's get into the news. So we're gonna start off uh, in the Hill. This is an opinion piece. Presidential debates may not happen in 2024. Here's how we can save the valuable tradition by Ben Voth. And he goes into the history. Since 1976, there have been consistent televised presidential debates in the United States, originally broadcasted and conducted by the League of Women Voters, which I think it was better under them. And then the Commission on Presidential Debates, the CPD, took over the sponsorship and organization of debates in 1987, which I think was a mistake. The impending election raises the most serious doubts on whether this televised debate series should continue. The problem with the CPD is they were using journalists as moderators. And I'm gonna get into that in just a second. Both, uh, but first with the 2024 debates, both the Democratic National Committee and the Republican National Committee have refused to commit to the proposed debates of 2024 that are to begin in San Marcos, Texas next October. Serious problems in the last several CPD events may prevent the necessary parties from agreeing to the debates that are typically viewed by 50 to 100 million Americans. One of the most serious problems faced by the CPD, it's not really faced by the CPD, it was caused by the CPD, is the moderators. Journalists, moderators have been chosen for these debates for decades since the CPD took over before it was moderated by the League of Women Voters, which is a civic organization. Journalist moderators have been chosen for these debates for decades. The problems with these moderators are twofold. First, the journalists have to occupy a prominent argumentative position in the debates, have come to, I should say, which they do. In the 1990s, journalist moderators would occupy roughly 5% of the speaking time in the debates. In the most recent series moderator, Chris Wallace, consumed more than 25% of the speaking time, indeed. And it was most argumentative with Donald Trump because they're all on the same side of the establishment. So the establishment is the uniparty, which is both Democrat and, and Republican politicians, but plus all established corporate power and other power, whether it's in academia or whatever. There are no established limits for moderators' monologues uh, about politics to which candidates are expected to respond. Secondly, journalist moderators indicate a pattern of favoritism toward the Democratic nominee. At times, the reactionary behaviors of the moderators have allowed Democratic candidates to receive more speaking time as they did in the debates prior to 2016, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then they add something about venues, which isn't doesn't have anything to do with it, the problem with the debates is the journalist moderators. It, it happened in 2016 when you had whatever that blonde bitch's name that was there. Um, she did very similar to what Chris Wallace did. And Chris Wallace was supposed to be, you know, from Fox News, but he is part of the establishment. So I want to go on to the next story here. This is marijuana and the law. Excuse me. Let, let's look at the story first, and then we're going to get into the legislation. This is from the New York Times. Uh, federal law requires a choice, marijuana or a gun. And here's where I have a problem. 
because I've known this for years. However, in my state, it, it was it was just recently legalized, I think last year or whatever. And as a novel experience, I wanted to see what it was like. So, but because I went there as more of an experiment, as, as a journalistic, as journalistic interest to see what the, the process was like, now that I that it is on record, especially in the state where I li- live, it's it's closely monitored by the state. You have to give your name and everything, and that's the whole purpose of legalizing marijuana. Because then they're going to say later on that it causes schizophrenia. So if you were ever recorded as buying marijuana from one of these state uh, dispensaries, that now you're not of sound mind, or in this particular instance. You're, you're not allowed to buy a gun. Whether you use it or not, if you go there and purchase it for someone else, like as I did for a gift for someone, that somehow you're going to be equated uh, because the law states using. It doesn't say whether you went and purchased it legally in your state. And that's where I have a problem with the federal laws is that the federal laws as in abortion should be left up to the state. It shouldn't be a schedule one drug. And most people don't think it is because now the baby boomers who were, you know, awash in marijuana at the time and don't see a, a moral problem with it because that was the the sticking point was morality. Um, so in any case, the New York Times reports, as they do with these flowery things, they start out, they're, uh, you know, telling a story of somebody, a woman who was using marijuana uh, to ease her pain, um, wanted to buy a gun. And so there are some problems with that because marijuana use can cause psychosis and you don't want psychotics having firearms. However, if she's using it for a medical condition, which she was, now she can't buy a gun because she answered on the form correctly that she uses marijuana. There are, feder- uh, there are relatively few limitations at their federal level on who is eligible to purchase or possess firearms and ammunition because of the Second Amendment. The national background check system looks for issues like criminal conviction, mental health problems, dishonorable military discharge, unlawful immigration status, or domestic violence restraining order. But even as growing number of states have legalized marijuana, there's a barrier to gun ownership. And then it goes through the stats. There have not been many prosecutions for lying about marijuana on gun form or being caught with possession of both, but the penalties can be stiff. Knowingly making a false statement on a document, for instance, is a felony, as we know uh, with Hunter Biden, punishable up to 10 years in prison and fines, not for Hunter Biden, though. The ATF uh, has continued to issue warnings that possessing a gun as a marijuana user, either for medical or recreational purposes, is a serious crime. And then it goes into Hunter Biden. President of Smart Approaches to Marijuana, a group that opposes opposes legalization, said it is prudent to prohibit both medical and recreational marijuana users from having firearms. And it goes on to say... Extreme paranoia, delusions, and psychosis. Critics of prohibition of marijuana argue that marijuana generally has a mellowing effect. Blah blah blah. I, I just don't think I don't think that has the case. That should be the case. 
I don't think there should be restrictions on owning firearms. It's in the Second Amendment. It doesn't. The problem is, is if people are an SSRI pharmaceuticals, that's fine. If you're depressed and you're on antidepressants, which have been known to cause suicidal and homicidal ideation, that's fine. So you can't do one without the other. So that's my problems with uh, which marijuana can uh, produce, like I said, psychosis, paranoia, which might, you know, make you get a gun. But you can't prohibit those things and then allow people that are depressed and on antidepressant drugs that could cause suicidal, and just like marijuana could cause psychosis or paranoia, these pharmaceutical antidepressants could cause homicidal and suicidal ideation, which is worse than getting a little friggin' paranoid. And then this is from Marijuana and the Law of Marijuana Use and Gun Ownership, and that's why I do not use. Of many of the conflicts in the U.S. and federal states and laws concerning cannabis, the question of marijuana use... And gun ownership is perhaps one of the most misunderstood. This is partly due to misinformation circulated on social media channels claiming that states have legalized marijuana and have also passed legislation prohibiting both marijuana and recreational users from owning a gun. From owning a gun. No state has legislated against marijuana use and gun ownership. Federal law, however, is a different matter. And, and then they uh, go into the problems there. And now I see why I have a problem getting my suppressor. Uh, Reuters reports drug user cannot be barred from owning guns, U.S. court rules. This is by Nate Redman, and this is back from August. Federal appeals court on Wednesday ruled that decades-old law prohibiting users of illegal drugs from owning firearms was unconstitutional as applied in the case of the marijuana user the last fallout from the U.S. Supreme Court ruling last year that expands gun rights. The three-judge panel of the New Orleans-based Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals concluded that federal law violated Mississippi man's right to keep and bear arms under the U.S. Constitution's Second Amendment. Case closed as far as I'm concerned. Like I said, if you're going to have these sorts of restrictions, then they should apply to pharmaceuticals as well that may cause suicidal and homicidal ideation because if you look at some of these mass shootings, the constant threat is not marijuana use. The constant threat or, or the constant thread, excuse me, is pharmaceutical SSRIs and antidepressants. If you haven't heard already, the New York Times is reporting uh, Coke Network endorses Nikki Haley in bid to push GOP past Trump Besides, uh, the Koch brothers are libertarians, supposedly. Not libertarian in my sense of the word. Um, libertarian in the most conservative corporate sense. And I shouldn't say, I shouldn't even say conservative. Um, libertarian in the corporate sense. The support will give Ms. Haley more organizational strength in the field as she battles Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida for the number two spot in the Republican presidential race. And they are about 40 points behind Donald Trump. So it, they're not even in the race. 
Fox News reports a secret phone surveillance program is spying on millions of Americans. This has been reported for the past few weeks. Um, the feds spy on your phone use, particularly cell phone use, but also landline phone use, but that's a little bit more difficult. But everything on your cell phone is digitally, I don't want to say encrypted, but that digital information can be sucked up and stored, uh, whether a person, an analyst actually looks at it, but they have AI going through it now, but they make it available, like I said, is that everything you do online, including cell phone use and calls, most particularly uh, the metadata, who you call, what time, how long the call lasted, et cetera. All your digital footprint, uh, all the things that you do online are stored in a history for you as a particularly individual with your name, probably social security number and all that other information. So if investigators want to look at your online history, they have no problem in doing so. VPNs provide some sort of protection in your browsing, um, but not your cell phone history you would have to use a burner phone for that, as many people do. That's the problem, is we're being unlawfully surveilled by the government, which is against the Fourth Amendment. And the, you could say, well, we're not spying because we're not looking at it. It's just being vacuumed up by the NSA. However, if law enforcement ever wants to look at your history, they can. That's surveillance, and it's illegal. So the Washington Post reports Senate Intelligence Chairman Warner, Democrat, proposes revamp of surveillance program because um, the reissuing of the, the FISA law, which is uh, 702, Section 702 of the Patriot Act, is um, the the Freedom Caucus, people within the Freedom Caucus, Libertarians, Tea Party people, don't want to reauthorize 702 for the simple reason is it's supposed to be used to spy on foreign entities communicating with people inside the U.S., but it's continually being used to spy on U.S. citizens. And it was done, it was used illegally, mind you, and fraudulently was used to spy on the presidential candidate, Donald Trump, and then the president, Donald Trump. Wall Street Journal reports small bookstores shun Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s upcoming book. People are weary of doomsayers' books. Booksellers say the Wuhan cover-up. Booksayers say of the Wuhan cover-up. I guess that's the title of uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s uh, upcoming book. Um, this is a this is a problem uh, with doomsayer books. The problem with the book um, is it tells the truth, and small bookstores are, are don't want to get caught up in telling the truth. And as we talked about yesterday, the word Merriam-Webster's word of the year is authentic, and so Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is trying to be his authentic self by bringing authenticity to. Uh, what happened surrounding COVID, um, the small bookstores don't want to have anything to do with authenticity. They'd rather sell Harry Potter, Harry, Harry, Potty, Harry Potter books um, about uh, magical fantasy lands uh, that the Democrats and postmodernists like to subjectively live in. 
Washington Post uh, reports Sports Illustrated use of AI infuriates a staff already in turmoil. So we reported on this yesterday, or I believe it was Monday, um, that Sports Illustrated was using AI. Not only that, using fake reporters. The reporters didn't really exist, and they used AI to write the stories, and it infuriates staff. Obviously, uh, the reasoning being is robotics, AI, and and the like are, are supplanting uh, human employment, um, and that should be worrying for it, whether it's a self-driving cars or whatever. Um, that should be worrying for every human on the planet, and the point is to supplant humans, particularly as a workforce, because robots, AI, they don't need to take va vacation. They work 24-7. They don't have silly demands. They don't need diversity. They don't have to take lunch, uh, don't need medical care, as I said, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, and this is all by the elite class because the elite want to be elite uh, and not have to worry about the middle and lower classes. The Washington Post also reports new CDC life expectancy data shows painfully slow rebound from COVID. Uh, that's not what it shows. What it shows is life expectancy is declining because of COVID uh, and the shots. And I taught, I left some comments online the other day about somebody saying that, oh, the, you know, the shots are responsible. And it's not just the shots. It was COVID, it was the virus itself, which, which has a deleterious effect on life expectancy. And for the people that didn't get sick or didn't want to get sick, they got the shot, which basically reproduces the same thing because it wasn't the virus that hurt you. It was the spike proteins that the virus produced and that the uh, vaccination, it wasn't really vaccination. It was a, a thera, gene therapy that also produced the spike protein, um, which is the, it, it, the, the problem itself. And your body doesn't have a mechanism to fight the spike protein. Newly published data on life expectancy in the United States shows a partial rebound, partial from the worst phase of the coronavirus pandemic, but drug overdoses, homicides, chronic illnesses, chronic illnesses such as heart disease and strokes and chill, heart attacks in children, heart disease and, and healthy people, strokes, um, you know, why don't you ask Jamie Foxx what happened to him or Madonna or whomever, um, Long-term mortality crisis that has made this country an outlier in longevity among wealthy nations. Life expectancy in 2020 rose more than a full year. Yeah, but that's over 2021. The rebound, which the CDC had anticipated after studying death rates, regained less than half the year's loss of the pandemic. The amount of recovery is not what we'd like to see. And there wasn't really a recovery. There was, there's increased overall mortality. We've been talking about this for years. The actuaries knew that there's been a tenfold increase uh, almost in, in mortality and life expectancy has dropped. Uh, for most men in the United States, has dropped below 60. You have, a, you have an average where some are living longer, um, but for most men, and you were not going to see because we're only a few years out from the pandemic. By 2030, you're going to see that <laughs> this little tip of the iceberg it, it is going to expand greatly 
and people are going to say, what the fuck happened? And some are going to point to the shots. Some are going to point to coronavirus, but they're going to keep adding things in. Now we have RSV and now we have this pneumonia. And by the time 2030 rolls around, everyone's heads are going to be spinning because of the onsets of disease and chronic illness that they're, and even um, uh, the SARS or SPARS or whatever, the, the training exercises even predicted that people are going to start pointing fingers at, at widespread illness at things, but there's going to be, there's going to be plausible deniability because it's going to be so far out from the pandemic that people are going to say you're crazy trying to pin this onto. They're going to pin this onto. They're going to have trouble pinning this onto the pandemic or or the vaccination or anything. And the, the spike protein causes uh, uh, chronic illness that we're already familiar with, strokes, heart attacks, and that was the whole purpose is to reduce life expectancy simply by inducing chronic illness that already exists among the population. Into some uh, economic news from Semaphore, nobody wants U.S. Treasury bonds. Once a symbol of America's economic might and accepted as a global coin of the realm, they have fallen badly out of favor with serious consequences for taxpayers, investors, and financial markets. Indeed, the only <laughs> the it's only the Federal Reserve that's buying Treasury bonds. <laughs> and the original headline from this article from AFP uh, was the dollar weakens further, but they changed it. European stock markets climb as bets build on rate cuts. The dollar, which has been under pressure over the prospect of rate cuts, firmed against main rivals Wednesday. As I said, the original headline was dollar weakens, but I guess they changed it because things had changed by this morning. All right, that's it for me. Sorry, I hope that didn't take too long. I, I didn't want to uh, make the podcast too long because there isn't a lot of news. Like I said, a Gaza, the Hamas-Israel conflict is sucked up all, you know, every day. They're, in each publication, there are four or five stories about it. And I'm not saying that it's not serious, uh, but it's being done on purpose. Newsrooms do this. They put a focus, an overwhelming focus on something to distract you from other news that may or may not be coming out um i mean it's important as i said uh, in the lead check out tuesdays with perry uh from last night episode 62 where we talked about um the reports of babies being beheaded and babies in ovens and as i said last night they're they're one source they're by it they're one source stories from biased accounts um that weren't verified so apparently there are reports that Anthony Blinken had seen pictures of these things. Um, so we should be able to see the pictures. It was the Jerusalem Post that said uh, Benjamin Netanyahu's Twitter account on X had posted uh, pictures of these um, corpses. Um, I wasn't able to find it. If someone can, they could leave. Notification in the comments. That's it for me, Rudy's Revelation. Don't forget to like, subscribe, uh, leave a comment, follow, and share the podcast. 
Check me out on libpop.org or other social media outlets. X Getter Minds, True Social. See you tomorrow. This is a conspiracy. You can't handle the truth. The New World Order.